Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, growing in faith and friendship. Luke chapter 6, verses 46 to 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. So we continue in our series entitled Parables Jesus Told, where we're looking at those parables, those pointed stories, those stories that make a point within Luke's gospel. And today we're looking at Luke chapter 6 and verses 46 to 49, where Jesus tells the parable of the two builders. The first builder wisely digs down deep and makes foundations on the underlying rock shelf. The other builder foolishly builds a house without any foundations. He merely builds his house on the ground, on the soil. Now one of the problems we have when we look at this parable is for a lot of us, we, we, we think it's just a, a cute story for kids. And uh, the, the song, the kid's song based on the words on this parable you know the song that starts, uh, how does it go? The wise man built his house upon the rock and continues. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. And it ends with, so build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ. And while that uh, really does sum up the, the parable really nicely, it kind of gives us an impression, ah, so it's a cute story for kids. But of course, as we've discovered by now, that these parables, uh, there's a lot more than meets the eye on the first reading. Another problem we have when it comes to this parable is that as modern Westerners, we, we don't really appreciate how much time and effort it took to build a house in ancient times. I mean, today we'll get a digger to dig a hole, and then we will get a truck to deliver some cement for a concrete foundation. Other but building material will be delivered, often uh, made to specification in the factory, and then they will be lifted with power tools onto the roof or wherever they are needed with relative ease. Or so I'm told. I've never actually been on a building site, but... And we fail to, to just realize how much time and effort it would have taken to build a house a long time ago when they didn't have all these power tools and the like. I mean, it was hard work. It was back-breaking hard work. And in Israel, you had to build in summertime. Because in the winter, there were winter rains. So you had to build in the summer. The downside of building in the summer is that with the high clay content in the soil, the soil would become rock hard. Can you imagine, in the middle of summer, in the heat of the day, try picking up your pick and trying to dig a foundation only to discover that the soil is rock hard? Absolutely rock hard. The idea 
of a long day doing back-breaking work all day in the heat of the day under a hot, cloudless sky doesn't sound very appealing, right? So this bright spark thinks he's found a shortcut, a quick-fix solution, rather than digging all the way down to the underlying rock shelf He decides that he's just going to build his house on the ground without any foundation. Rather than digging all the way down to the rock, he's just going to dig into the the clay a little bit and then build his house on the ground, on the soil. And of course, he finishes way before schedule. (laughs) Finishes way before, and it it seems like it's going to be all right. He thinks it'll be fine. It looks pretty firm at the time, and he's finished way before schedule with minimal nagging from the wife. Poor Fred, on the other hand, who's insisting on digging all the way down to the rock shelf, he's getting a bucket full of nagging from his wife. What's taking you so long? Look at the other chap, he's already finished his house, and this house doesn't look any better than his house. And of course, in an estate agent's window, the two houses would be indistinguishable. But then, of course, winter comes, and so do the rains. And we read in verse 49, the moment the torrent struck, that's the floodwaters struck, that house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. Now, I've been told that Jerusalem and London both have about 22 inches of rain a year. But London has about 200 days of rain, where Jerusalem has 50. So in other words, when it rains in Jerusalem, it really rains. And so the outcome is predictable. The one house stands firm, the other one goes down like a pack of cards. You see, the sure fact is, if you don't dig down to that underlying rock shelf, if the wall is not built on that underlying rock shelf, that wall will only last as long as the ground underneath it remains dry. Soon as the ground underneath it becomes wet, that wall is coming down. And this principle was as true back then as it is today. In fact, in 1991, there was an apartment complex in Jerusalem. One-third of the apartment complex collapsed. After an investigation, what they discovered was that a sewage pipe had leaked and water had gone underneath the building. And what they also discovered was that building, though it had very deep foundations, was not built on the rock. It was built on the sand. If only those engineer, those construction engineers had read this parable before they began to build, they would have saved them a lot of money. You see, within Israel, there is rock everywhere just beneath the soil. Sometimes it's only a foot or two deep. Other times it's about six or more feet deep. But everyone knows in Israel, everyone knows you have to dig down to the rock. You have to build on the rock or the house will collapse. And so everyone knows this principle and Jesus is using this principle for his parable. 
And effectively he's saying, and he's asking us, what are you building your life on? Where, what, what, what foundation are you building your house on? What are you building your life on? And he says in verse 47, As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a person building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. Now that's quite a claim to make. That is a very bold claim. Jesus is saying he is the rock. He is that sure foundation. And so Jesus is effectively saying if you build your life on him and his teaching, then when the storm comes, when the storms of life come, you will not be shaken. And so Jesus is effectively saying, if you build your life on anything else, if you put your trust in anything else, when the storms of life come along, your whole world will collapse and you will be washed away. What we notice over here about the storm is that the storm hits both houses. Did you notice that? The storm hits both houses. It doesn't matter if you're building your house on the rock or you're building your house on the sand. The storm, the storms of life will hit both houses. Now the storm might not literally be a flood, but there will be storms in life. There will be difficulties and hardships and troubles. You might lose a job. You might get sick. You might lose a loved one. Storms of life will come. And you know when when the sun's shining, when the weather's fine, we pay very little attention to our foundations, what we're building our life upon. But as soon as the storms come, we find ourselves floating down the river. And all of a sudden, we're trying to desperately put some foundation underneath us, but it's too late. Oh, we can make all kinds of excuses. We can blame other people. We can blame our parents. We can blame the culture. We can hope that there's some elected official who will be handing out free foundations, but it'll be too late. It'll be too late. And so Jesus is warning us, build your house on the rock before it's too late. And he says in verse 46, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? How do we build our house on the rock? Well, Jesus says, we must simply do what he says. That's how we build our house on the rock, is by doing what Jesus says. And so he, he asked him, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? That's a, that's a good question. That's kind of like saying, well, you're the king. You're the boss. You're always right. You are the expert, but I'm not going to do what you say. I mean, that is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And so there were many people, there were many people who were coming to Jesus to hear him preach. They loved his preaching. He was a great preacher. But it was having no impact on them. It wasn't changing their life in any way. You see, if we call Jesus our Lord, then we have to do what he says. If we stop doing what he says, then he's no longer our Lord anymore. 
True faith must lead to action. True faith in in, in Jesus must lead to Jesus-like living. This parable comes at the end of a very long section of teaching in Luke's gospel known as the Sermon on the Plain. In Matthew's gospel, it's known as the Sermon on the Mount. And within this sermon, Jesus is laying down his pattern, his his way of living, a Jesus-like living, a Jesus-like lifestyle. And within this Jesus-like lifestyle, people are called not to retaliate with violence, but to love their enemy, to do good to those who hate them. To, to, to turn the other cheek and to forgive as God has forgiven us. And to follow the golden rule of treating other people the way you would want them to treat you. This is the Jesus-like lifestyle. And this is how we build our life upon the rock is by living a Jesus-like lifestyle. Now, we all know, I'm sure if I asked everyone, if I was to say, if you took the Sermon on the Plain, the Sermon on the Mount, you looked at the Jesus-like lifestyle, we would all agree and say, that is the best way to live. That is the right way to live. We all aspire to live like that. But it's no good just acknowledging this is the best way to live. You actually have to live it. You actually have to do it. I mean, imagine if someone came, someone who was really, really overweight came up to you and said, Look, I've got a problem. I'm really overweight. It's causing me all kinds of health issues. And you say, well, what are you going to do about that? What, what, what do you need to do about that? And he says, well, I, I, I need to exercise more and I need to eat less. And you say, well, that sounds good. Are you doing that? And he says, no, I'm praying about it. Praying about what? You're not going to lose weight by praying about it. And he asks, well, is there a, a, a Bible verse about dieting? No. There isn't a book in the Bible called One and Two Dietitians. You don't need more information. You just need to do what you know you need to do. Now, our problem isn't that uh, we we don't agree with the Jesus lifestyle. Our problem is doing it. Our problem is doing it. Why, Why do we struggle to actually live it, to do it? I mean, we don't need more information. We know that's the right thing to do. Why do we struggle to do it? Well, in this parable, it's kind of likened to hard work. Doing what Jesus says, following the Jesus lifestyle, is like digging that foundation. It's hard work. It's backbreaking work. It's not easy. And the reason it's not easy is because it goes against the grain. It goes against our natural tendencies. We are, by nature, selfish. We lash out when we don't get our way. And when people wrong us, we want to get even. And we find it a lot easier to hate our enemy. A lot easier to hold a grudge and not to forgive. 
But Jesus warns us, if that's, if that's what you're going to build your life on, is that, if that's what you're going to be doing, there are dire consequences to that. Jesus likens it to a person who's building a house on the ground without any foundations. And he says that when the, the moment, in verse 49, the moment the, the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. See, it's fine to follow your selfish ways when the weather's fine, when the sun's shining. But when the storms of life come along, it leads to jealousy, bitterness, hatred, It leads to broken relationships and heartache. And ultimately, it will start killing your soul. And its destruction was complete. So what's the solution? If we know what we need to do, but we naturally find it very hard, and it's very hard to to do the Jesus lifestyle, what's the solution? The solution is to come to Jesus. Jesus says in verse 47, as for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like the person building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. We need to come to Jesus. You know, that's how you notice that's how it starts. The first thing it says, as for everyone who comes to me. Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our firm foundation. And so the very first step we need to do is come to Jesus and admit that we're struggling, admit that we make mistakes, admit that we get it wrong, admit that we need help. We need to come to Jesus and receive His forgiveness. You see, none of us will ever live the Jesus lifestyle perfectly. Even our best will be tainted with self-interest and self-concern. So we first need to come to Jesus, receive His forgiveness, and allow Him to make a difference into our life. We need to come to Him and say, I need help. Please forgive me. I, I, I get it wrong. Please forgive me and please come into my life and help me to become more and more like you because I can't do it by myself. And when we do that, that's when we start to build our life upon the rock, that firm foundation that will never be shaken. And so there's a paradox here. I don't know if you realized, but there is a paradox paradox here. True faith must lead to action. So true faith in Jesus must lead to living like Jesus, a Jesus lifestyle. But action must be rooted in faith. We first need to come to Jesus and receive His forgiveness and His strength to help us and enable us to live the Jesus lifestyle. And so within this parable, Jesus is asking us the question, what, on what are you building your life? Are you building your life on the rock? Or are you building your life on the sand? Are you building your life on Jesus? Or are you building your life on something else? You see, there's no middle ground. You're either building your life on Jesus or you're not. You're either building your life on Jesus or you're building your life on the sand. On money, on status, on being sorted, on climbing up the, the career ladder or something else. 
And Jesus is calling us to dig out all that mud, dig out all that stuff in our life that is between us and him, to dig it out. Because if we don't, one day it will be washed away and our foundation will be gone. So dig it out and build your foundation on Jesus. And it's hard work. It's hard to to live the Jesus lifestyle. But it's rewarding. And ultimately, it's worth it. So the question is, are you building your life on the rock? Or are you building your life on the sand? It's your choice. So on what are you building your life? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we confess that so often we just don't even pay any attention to what we're really building our life on. We look at the sun and the sun is shining and so we think it's fine. It, the house looks firm, it looks steady, it'll be okay. And Father, we confess so often it's only when the storms of life come along that we suddenly realize that we're on very shaky ground. Father, help us to build a solid foundation on you. Father, we know that even if we do that, it's not going to prevent us from the storms of life. The storms will still hit. But we thank you for your promise that if we are rooted in you, built on you, that even when the storms hit, we will be able to stand firm in our faith in you. But Father, we we admit that we, we know what we need to do. We know what we need to do, but our, our trouble is not knowing that. Our trouble is often doing that. And so, Father, we come before you afresh and we say, please forgive us, please help us. We we get it wrong so often. Please forgive us and please help us to live that Jesus lifestyle, to do what Jesus says. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk